0: Welcome back to Plus Her, a Stepmom's Journeys podcast. I am your host, Ann Lori Forbes, stepmom to two amazing boys. And on this podcast, I share my personal journey as well as the journey of other stepmoms to pass on lessons learned, tips, and any advice to all my fellow stepmamas out there. With every episode and every story shared, we aim to change the evil stepmom narrative. We want to get to know her, understand her, and appreciate her. Hey, beautiful people. Thank you for joining us for another episode. On today's episode, we have a fellow stepmom, Tanya. Welcome to the Plus Her Podcast, Tanya.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for welcoming me.
0: I am so happy to have you. So just so my listeners know, Tanya is a dream to reality coach. You have provided business planning, building management, counseling, support tips, assistance and guidance to celebrities, community leaders, businesses, and the list goes on and on. And of course, you're a fellow stepmama and a second time stepmama to be exact. That is absolutely correct. Wow. I'm curious about the beginning of the journey, how it all started, but let's start with the first time around. Do you remember your initial thoughts and feelings about becoming a stepmom?
1: Yes, it brought on a lot of anxiety. Well, we were integrating two families. I had three children, he had three children, and we really wasn't sure how the children were going to get along, not alone how the two mothers were going to get along, the two fathers were going to get along. And so it was a lot of anxiety built around it. Uh, We were madly in love, so we didn't pay attention to a lot of the warning signs going into the relationship. We were just, you know, madly in love and only thought about that part of it.
0: And at that time, did you have any other stepmoms in your circle or anyone you could go to for advice or who had experiences as a stepmom?
1: You know, I really didn't have anyone to talk about it with. I just went through uh, a lot of the trials and errors on my own, uh, which I'll share some of those with you guys today. Um, I didn't have anyone in my circle that, you know, we collaborated on a regular basis to even talk about it. So it was kind of a trial and error.
0: I bet. You said that you had three children of your own and then your husband at the time had three children of his own. That is correct. So what I find interesting, like, for example, in my journey, my husband had the children. I had no children. And I always find it frustrating at times or discouraging when I try to explain to my husband, you know, how I feel about a certain situation or I'm frustrated or he's just not understanding my role as a stepmother. But you at that time, the first time around, your husband was also becoming a stepfather to your children. That's
1: absolutely correct.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Did you find it helpful that he was also becoming your stepfather and maybe you guys were able to understand each other more in terms of developing a relationship with each other's children?
1: I think that, you know, in every relationship, there are pros and cons. And I will say, especially I'm going to go into uh, the African-American community. Women are a little more friendlier when it comes to building relationships than the male species. I find that sometimes the male species just want to be in their circle and only the people that they grew up with, so they're not as open to necessarily um, discussing things with another male. Um, So in the beginning, it was kind of challenging a little bit for us because the two males of being my kid's father as well as my husband's be, they both were in their own circles and they didn't necessarily want their circles to intertwined as far as them communicating. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this one instance where I wanted to buy bump beds and I was asking uh, my kid's father to help contribute. And he made a comment that he did not want to help pay for a bed that another uh, man's child will be sleeping in as well. So it's just like ignorant things. I call it ignorant uh, from my point of view. Right. Ignorant comments like that. Um, that made it a little difficult as time went on, but over the years, you know, I was married for twelve years, you know it they started coming along, but that was the beginning of the relationship before we we were just getting married and things like that. But as time went on, I felt that what I contribute, how I handled things, helped either add to the fire or put the fire out. So I think that as the woman of any relationship, we have what it takes to either feed something or to calm it down. And so once you realize that you're that full-fledged woman that you need to be and that you're mature, because age does not make maturity. And yes. so once I matured in my life, <laughs> once I matured in my life, I realized that I was more of a contributing factor in so these situations, even though they weren't situations that I have maybe initiated, but I definitely had what it takes to either add to it or take it, you know, you know, deceit it.
0: So bottom line, we hold that power. We have that power to either make the best of the situation or make it worse.
1: Definitely. And so I think once we figure that part out as women, then we can have whatever relationship we want with, with whoever, um, which I don't know if you want me to go right into my, one of my first points as to what made me a, a better stepmom. And I don't even consider myself a stepmom. I'm, that's just the title that they yes. gave me. But I started acting more of the mother, but understanding my boundaries so that I always uplifted the, the biological mothers.
0: And that's something I was going to ask you, actually. I wanted to know, so you were saying your husband, to be, he had a harder time and the children's father had a harder time, like, you know, co-parenting. On, on your end of things, did you attempt to have a relationship with his children's biological mother, and how did that go?
1: So actually, in the first relationship, I was the only female that she ever respected out of all of his other relationships as time went on. And I just, I learned to disarm people. When people do not see you as a threat, then they accept you a lot better than when you come with, yeah, I'm the new chick in town, you know, Mm -hmm. the new sheriff in town type of attitude, which I think sometimes we go into it not realizing that's what we're giving off, but right. when you disarm them, that you're not a threat, that you're just, you know, you love them as well as you love the children, and and I did very good with sharing that with my husband for them to understand that I want a relationship with their mother. And I became better friends with the mothers where they, that the fathers weren't in the middle of our relationships. I think sometimes we don't want that relationship with the other female, which caused the male to be in the middle, which just caused more confusion. And so I bonded with both of the females in these relationships. And as time went on, that made the relationships with the children better.
0: Can you give me an example? Because I'm just curious. I just recorded an episode. The stepmom I was speaking to was telling me stepmoms and biological mothers are not meant to be friends. We're just not meant to mix. And that's the way it's supposed to be. You made a great point. You know, we can go in there without coming off as, listen, I'm the wife now and take it or leave it. How do we really do that though? How do we approach it? So it could be a friendly situation.
1: Well, What I did and what I found to work um, with myself and as well as other women that I coach is, again, letting them know that, hey, listen, I'm here to add to the co-parenting, not give a different, you know, that I'm giving a different perspective of what either one of you may not see, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not here to take your place. I think sometimes we don't realize that we're showing them that we're there to take their place or that this is a family and that's a family. We separate instead of coming together. Because when we come together, we're much more effective in that kid's life.
0: We separate instead of coming together. So that's our common mistake. And do you think that's what's contributing to when we hear the high conflict situations?
1: Do you think that's what contributes to it? Definitely. And I think, too, we only look at things through our lens we don't look through it through the glasses of the biological mother. A lot of times there's still hurt and trauma there. Mm -hmm. And so you can either add to that hurt and trauma, or you can help to show that I'm not a threat to add to that. Like I'm even going to build the man up to be a better man to co-parent.
0: Right. I love that.
1: I I remember in both marriages where, especially this, this marriage that I'm currently in, A lot of these relationships do not end on good terms, but the parents do eventually somehow figure out to work together once they're in another relationship. Sometimes if it's one-sided and only one is in a relationship, it may take longer for it to happen. But once both parents have moved on, then it becomes a little easier. And again, that's if every party wants it. Right. And and every party may not want it. Mm-hmm. And, and and some though you may just you will win them over in kindness. It's always about treating people the way you would want to be treated. And so I always looked at how did I feel as being that other mother? You know, when my kids had step parents mm-hmm. and what would I want it to be treated as? And so I went on that side of it versus being the victim. A lot of times we want to be victimized instead of being a volunteer. And mm-hmm. what do I contribute to this relationship?
0: Wow. (laughs) You have me here thinking there's so many different ways to look and approach the situation. The fact that you've done it twice, definitely you were able to see it in different ways. And also you're able to look at it from the biological mom's point of view because you also had your biological children when you stepped into the situation as well. So
1: that also helped. And I really think a lot of it has to do your willingness. What are you willing to see? What are you willing to be aware of? And so for me, I'm always an upward mobility person. That's what I strive on. That's what I work to be. I'm obsessed with being a better me. So when you are not obsessed with being a better you, a lot of times you'll fall victim to a lot of things that you may not be a victim of. Let's talk
0: about the children, the stepchildren. Tell me a little bit about the relationship you developed with them and how did you find some ways to bond with them the first time
1: around? So in the first time I really felt like I had a really, really good bond with the children, but that's what I thought. And the reason that I say that is because I feel like when you have a bond with people, you don't have to be told what to do. I feel like even though from my point of view I was being the best step mom, I was as time went on, hindsight twenty twenty, I look at it as I was buying love, I was doing the things that I thought that I needed to do. For them to like me, to love me, to want me to be in their life. But mm-hmm. as time went on, those weren't the things that mattered, nor did they really build a concrete relationship, a relationship with a great foundation. Yes, we had a relationship. Yes, we all got along. Like, I've never had baby mama drama mm-hmm. in any of my relationships. And a lot of it, it may have started out that way. But once I de them, how does someone fight you and they have nothing to fight you with? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I learned to utilize that. But with the children, I, you know, <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I just remember one Christmas, I went all out. I spent all this money. Their biological mom didn't buy them anything. And I felt that was kind of harsh. Again, I was looking at it only through my lens. And it didn't make those kids love me anymore or any less. They actually sided with their mother on a lot of things. The kids are not looking for that. Kids are not looking for what we think they're looking for. They like a person that's going to discipline them and hold them accountable. And they like to know that you have them at their best interest. You can't Mm -hmm. buy love. It only lasts for a period of time. You may be happy for a little while, but it's not concrete. It's superficial.
0: I think I was telling you about for me, I did the same thing at the beginning of my journey. I remember buying this like got so many Christmas gifts. I didn't have any children and so I did not even really know how to how to bond with them or you know, like just how to form a <laughs> relationship. And so I'm like, Oh, you like cars? Great. I just went and bought like everything I remember like coming to visit and just bringing all these gifts and my um well my husband now but boyfriend at the time he was just like what's all this he's like this is so unnecessary he's like what are you doing and i And for some reason, I don't know. Like, I just, I didn't know. Like, to be honest, I just did not know what I was doing. And, you know, sometimes even to this day, sometimes I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. But back then it was just like, let me just buy all these things. Because in my mind, it was just like, well, they love these toys. And then they'll remember that I gave them those toys.
1: And then it's a win-win situation. (laughs) I know, right? But they don't. They don't remember that you got them those toys. Even no matter how you be like now Who bought you this? Now, do you like it? You know, they don't remember that.
0: Not even just that, but you buy all these toys. And what I failed to realize at the time, is like, yeah, you buy all these toys and they're great, they like the toys and the toys are here, but you're not even taking the time to play with them and interact Mm -hmm. with them, right? So you're buying all these toys, but I, I didn't, at that time, I was not even making an effort to sit on the floor with them and actually play with the toys because what I came to realize with my boys is quality time is the consistency and not all these toys that I'm Mm -hmm. buying because you know children yes they see a nice shiny toy and it's great right there and then but then afterwards they're on to the next one what's next
1: and you bring up a very valid point it's the time it's the commitment that you put into bonding with these children and each child is different Mm -hmm. you know each child wants something different some children want that time alone. Some children want that time with you. It's just learning to understand the child for who the child is and giving that child the part that they do want. You know, um, a lot of times it's just filling a void that they're not getting. I've watched parents actually, especially when it comes to step relationships, I watch them compete for the child's love. I'll try to do each other. When birthdays come, and you know, spending money that neither party had to spend to buy that kid's love, and at the end of the day, the kid just wants you to be there. They mm-hmm. want you to come to the games. They want you to spend time with them. They want you to go outside and throw the ball with them. You know, play jump rope. You know, they want you to spend quality time with them. That is what I've learned over a period of time going into the relationship that I'm in now. I didn't even want anything to do with this child is just one, um, because I had went through all of that with three, right. Mm-hmm. From the first marriage. So this time I had made up my mind going into this marriage that I didn't even want to build a relationship. Like I was putting up all kinds of barriers in the beginning that I did not want a relationship. And, you know, the father, you know, when I asked him things that he wanted, his biggest thing was that he wanted the two women that he loved the most, you know, outside of his mother, to be able to have a relationship, which was his daughter and his new wife-to-be. And so as I grew to love him more, of course, our relationship just automatically happened with the daughter. And I just learned. I learned through our dating. We dated for a while. We had a long engagement. It was long to us anyway. Before we got married, we wanted to make sure this is what we wanted to do because we both had been married before, And I just was more of a friend to him. I think part of the key of being a great stepmom was being a friend to the father. Being a friend to who you're in love with first and coaching them from the friend side versus having an arterial motive and your coaching as being the future spouse. I helped him disarm the biological mom to show that I loved the daughter just as much as they did and that I was here to help. We always say more eyes are better. Her and I you know, make our own bond. And in the beginning, oh my gosh, the mom was saying so many mean things about me, calling me names, telling the child to throw the stuff that I would purchase in the trash and little stuff like that.
0: And how did you remain positive through that?
1: I didn't feed into it. I didn't feed into any of that. I kept being me because I know that I'm a great person. And I figured when you show people who you are, they'll make their own decisions about you. And it'll make the other person look bad in the end when they realize, oh, this person is nothing like what this other person paid them to be. Right. Like, why was I
0: doing all of that? This person's actually nice.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And so eventually I reached out, you know, the biological mom and I, we had a conversation and now we're okay. We're very cordial. We have a cordial relationship. We're not the best of buds. We're not gonna go out and have lunch. We're not, you know, on that aspect. But last year she bought me a Christmas gift. This year I felt compelled to buy her a Christmas gift. But we're not at each other's throats. We're not throwing punches. We're just cordial. And that's great progress. The fact that you guys would
0: even be thoughtful to each other in that way and purchase a Christmas gift, that's great progress. Because a lot of stepmoms wish to be in that situation where they could actually have that type of relationship with the biological mother and they feel that they can't.
1: Well, I think a lot of it is you reacting off of how you feel, not necessarily how the other person feel. If I send you a gift, it's not my responsibility to make sure you receive my gift. And I don't mean by you getting it in your hand. I mean, like, you're thankful that you got the gift. Exactly. But when I get to the heaven gates, if I may bring that into the conversation a little bit, he's Mm going to ask me, Tanya, what did you do? He's not Mm going to ask me what the other person did, whether they were provoking me or not provoking me. I'm only accountable for my action and my action... You cannot worry about what the other person, how they are going to receive something when you're doing a kind act you're just supposed to do the kind act.
0: Before we continue about the second time around, I want to go back to the first time. I just want to ask you, because I'm sure you've learned so much from the first experience as a stepmom. So what would you say were your top three lessons learned the first time around?
1: The very first one is be yourself, just be who you are, but being yourself, being the better self of you. Not necessarily that self that we talk about, this is just how I am and you got to accept me. Not that self. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you got to clarify for the people, girl. You got to (laughs) clarify. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. That better self that you accept, that uh, corrected criticism from your truth tellers and that self that you're working on, that self.
0: Okay, got it. Um,
1: The other part is spending that quality, consistent time with the child just you and the child. It doesn't need to be the parent. It doesn't need to be the biological mother. It just needs to be you and that child and have a relationship. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of times we're putting what we want on these kids instead of letting the kids tell us what they want. And it really depends on the age of the child as well. I don't think we touched on that at all as far as, you know, you act different when the child is younger than when the child is older. Oh yeah. And absolutely. I've experienced both. I believe in the first marriage the child was only two. He was either two or three. And then the oldest was like nine or ten. I was in those kids' lives till they were adults. So of course I handled the two or three year old different than I handled the nine year old. Right. They have different needs. They have different needs and they also have different perspectives of why you're in their dad's life. The third thing that I think that was really, really, really valuable for me was communication. I learned to communicate better um, through my actions as well as my words. Are because you saying
0: communication with your husband, communication with the children, communication with the mom, like communication across the board?
1: I'm saying communication with all three, correct. Okay. The children, the father, as well as the other mother. Because communication is the lifeline to any relationship. And 90% of our communication is nonverbal. Some things we feel that because we didn't say it, we feel that we're not showing it.
0: But Mm -hmm. how you
1: truly feel shows through your actions, whether you actually ever say the words or not. You being a great parent, you may be really being the wicked Mm stepmom. And that's what we're trying (laughs) trying to avoid here. (laughs) That is what we're trying to avoid.
0: Okay, so let me recap what you said. So number one, you said for us to be ourselves. Number two, you said consistency with the children in terms of spending time. The last one, it's communication across the board. Those are the top three lessons learned. Yes, ma'am. Those are amazing. And I have to tell you that for me, I struggled with number two, which was the consistency. I think I've, I've always been myself, but the consistency in spending the quality time, you know, sometimes I think to myself, oh, they're fine. Do they really want to spend time with me? They're good. But, you know, my husband sometimes has to just gently remind me, hey, just sit down and read a book with them or something. Mm. I've had to learn that at the beginning. That was really rough for me. And to be honest, even now, from time to time, I kind of slip and just, you know, I start slacking off. And I'm like, wait a minute. Have I spent anyone on one time? All right. I got to do that because... You know, I haven't done that this week. So I struggle with number two, but those are amazing three lesson learned, And I'm sure that the listeners can definitely
1: uh, learn from that. Things I think that may help is we think that consistency means I have to do this task once a week or every other day. But a task with a child could be something you do once a month. I know for us, like my dad, my biological dad was not in our lives by growing up but we knew christmas time we were going to get this hundred dollar money order that was something that we started looking forward to right and so that was just one thing that was consistent with him we Mm -hmm. knew we could count on that and so maybe your consistency could just be one thing that you do once a month with this child it could be just picking them up and going and getting ice cream or something that you know that they like taking them to a movie or taking them to whatever is their favorite thing and you doing that once every so often, that's a part of consistency for the child. You're right. You're right. And I, I like that you said doing
0: something that they'd like, because once again, I'm, I'm going to be honest here with my journey, I focused on the big things like, oh, it'd be nice if as a family, we go and do this you know, nice adventure and like I want it to be like this because it's going to be picture perfect, but that's not mm-hmm. what the children want to do. They, they just want to go to the
1: park and just you know play catch. And and we got to spend time getting to know the child. What is the child's favorite color? What is the, what is some, what is a favorite show? What is the child's favorite ice cream or what does the child not like? Like they love to know that you don't like certain things. My stepdaughter moving into the second brother, where you're going, she, her and I both like Carmel Sundays from McDonald's. (laughs) Now we don't go there for anything else. Right. But. When I pick her up or the last thing before we drop her off, sometimes I'll be like, hey, you want a Carmel Sunday? I know mine is with nuts and yours mm. is without. Like I'm letting her know that I remember that we like this, but I know you don't like nuts on yours.
0: Yeah, I think that's important. That's, that's a great reminder. Doing something that the children enjoy and not making it about yourself, but really connecting and bonding with the children, but what they enjoy doing. In that way, they will feel special and loved. like, oh, wow, she... Remembers that I enjoyed this or I like this Sunday or whatnot. Like, I think that was great that you put emphasis on that to make sure to do something the children would enjoy. All right. So let's jump into the second time stepmom situation. So uh, like I was saying, nobody here grows up saying, I want to be a stepmom. And even when we're in it, sometimes (laughs) we're thinking to ourselves, like, if I had to do this all over again, would I do this? So the fact that you did it Mm. twice. Wow. Okay. So... When you were willing to do it the second time, what was different about your approach to step parenting and building a relationship with the children?
1: I think that I'm going to start with being honest. I was, again, a little weary going into it, again, basing my experience off the first time. And I think we've been taught to base things off of experience when sometimes that is the wrong thing to do. See, we often look at one thing and use it across the board for everything. And experience sometimes can hinder you from experiencing something that would be one of the greatest experiences for you in your life because of your prior so because I had previously been in a marriage with three children, I didn't necessarily want to be a stepmom again because of how it ended um when we were over. it was like the kids divorced me too, and you know that wasn't how I treated my stepmom my my dad has now passed but i was we were still good friends with our stepmother we could have probably been better stepchildren but we we just still had a relationship (laughs) you know i often even after that divorce i still talked to my stepmom about that divorce and things like that and just got her opinion so i just didn't think that we would be cut off like that and we were but when i lost my son they all showed up they all came and they still called me mom tanya and all of that but then they were gone again and we still don't communicate, you know? So it was kind of hurtful because even though we're not together, I didn't think that that, so I didn't want anything to do with being a stepmom again. Um, but yeah. I was in love with the father. I think sometimes it may be easier being the female and being in a relationship instead of being the male, because the male is normally being married to the female and the child is normally in the home. Yeah. But with me being married to the dad, the child isn't here 24-7. However, we had moments, like when we were moving into the house, it felt like she needed her own room here. And I'm like, well, she's not even here that often. Why does she need her own room? <laughs> like, we had some real conversations behind that. You know, I gave in, but I didn't agree. Tell us dad I didn't agree with it. But, again, you know, disarming a situation, I just let it go. I can't say I was willingly... Uh, <laughs> It just happened, but I did always like the child. I knew the child before uh, we got together, and her and I just bonded. It was just natural. She was being her, I was being me, and I was being a more mature me.
0: When you said that for the first time around, went to the divorce, and it's like you divorced the children as well, is that why you were reluctant to be a stepmom the second time around? Like, it, Was it coming from the hurt of the previous relationship and how the stepchildren basically
1: divorced you? Definitely, definitely. However, like I told you, though, I'm very high on upward mobility. And as I went okay. through some other transitions, we don't realize how one thing affects us globally in our life. And relationship building, because I am a coach and I'm coaching other people through life, you know, through transitioning from being an employee to being a business owner from relationships going into relationships even now like what we're talking about though my life experiences I've been able to use to help other people so as I'm helping other people it also helps you and so I realized in certain areas like wow you know you just told somebody this and I'm very high up on not being a hypocritical person I had to go back and look at some things that I may do And some people are okay with that. They can tell you something and be like, hey, do as I say, not as I do. I want to live a lifestyle that you can model after. So I just looked at that and I was like, whoa, you know, you got to build a relationship whether you want to or not. And each person is different. Had this been your first, how would you act? You got to look at every relationship as this relationship, as this is the new relationship and deal with the current relationship, not use your past experiences in your current relationship. Not let it
0: affect the current relationship. I like that. In general, what would you say being a stepmom has taught you about yourself?
1: One, it allowed me to see areas that I needed to grow, Hmm. areas where I was still very immature as far as how I handled certain circumstances. I learned to, one, not demasculate the man that I'm in love with, you know, letting him be that man, but also offer some good kind gestures into how to po- co-parent sometimes we look at things especially me having three children him only having one some of us would have used that and even me sometime in the beginning i used that like i have experienced a lot more than you you should listen to me mm. you know what i mean like you have and the upper hand I to to, yeah i had to learn to move all of that or even just show him different ways that Yeah, she might be with her mom So even showing him how to realize that you still have great influence in her life, even though she's with her mom full time.
0: What piece of advice would you give to a new stepmom?
1: Two things. One, I would say always having other stepmoms to talk to that are spiritually led, not necessarily worldly led, just Mm -hmm. people that are more mature, that's been in a relationship. Of course, they can always go to TanyaTwise.com. I coach, I help people. The other part is just making sure you're genuine in everything that you do and that you have communication open between you and your partner where you can ask him questions about the child as well and what he feels because obviously most of the time they have good relationships with the children. So they can just kind of tell you some of the things and be watchful, watch what they do and how they interact and duplicate some of that.
0: That was going to be my next question. I was going to ask you, what do you think that husbands can do to help their wives in the step parenting role?
1: Um, I believe, again, with communication, if you're communicating and you asking them questions, they can help diffuse a lot of the circumstances. Like when you were about to just go into your example, when you were about to go Christmas shopping, mm-hmm. if you would have talked to your husband about that, then he probably could have saved you a lot of time, pain, and effort <laughs> in that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's for sure. He would have. (laughs) (laughs) What is it that you're hoping that people will gain from your journey?
1: Definitely learning how to have a full fledged family that is healthy. A lot of times we have dysfunctional families because we're not willing to change what we need to change for ourselves. But if everybody's working on themselves, then the family themselves will always be a better family. I like
0: that. You know that the Plus Her podcast is all about changing the evil stepmom narrative. And so I want to ask you, what do you think we can do to change that evil
1: stepmom narrative? I think the more of us being better stepmoms, learning to accept the child as a child and not even use the word step, and treat that child just as if it was their own, and working on building relationships, relationship building. That's important. And I just want to say, don't be in competition with the child. I think sometimes we are um, just competing for a position in the father's life with the child, but instead, join the child instead of being in competition with the attention from the child. And I think that goes back to the point you
0: made that will help in building
1: a healthy family.
0: Yes, ma'am. Definitely. I've learned so much from you. I appreciate your honesty, your transparency with your journey. I love that you're so open with sharing the mistakes that you've made. I think that oftentimes we don't want to say the mistakes we've made, but you are so transparent with the mistakes that you've made and what we can do as stepmoms to be better. So I really enjoyed learning from you. And i just like to thank you for sharing your journey with us. You gave us a different perspective on the stepmom journey. And I just know that a fellow stepmama will hear your story they'll learn from it and they'll be able to relate to it so i just want to thank you for being on the podcast and definitely helping us be one step closer to changing the evil stepmom narrative i appreciate you thank you so much thank you so much for having me if you're enjoying this podcast and have not already done so please be sure to rate it and subscribe for more and if you enjoyed today's episode why not leave a review Listen, I would love to continue this conversation with you so connect with us at plus her on Instagram and Twitter. Upload a picture of this episode and tag us hashtag plusher podcast And for those of you who are shy shoot me an email hello at plusher.ca. Tell me what resonated with you the most from today's episode what struck a chord? Last but not least, I want you to remember to share this episode with a stepmama who needs it. Share it with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. Until next time, hugs and kisses.